Coming to you from our opulent and luxurious 4x8 refurbished broom closet at the National Headquarters in Indianapolis. With duct tape, studio lights, and a mic that you barely can hear, we hope to entertain and educate you. This is the Tango Alpha Lima Podcast. They call me crazy because I'm facing all my giants. They try to scare me into thinking I can't fight it. They tell me I should never even think of trying. But that's just me. I'm going to live out in defiance. All right, we are back here at the Tanga Alpha Lima podcast. We have escaped the broom closet, and we've extended our reach all the way down to Montgomery, Alabama. And today we have a special edition of the Tango Alpha Lima podcast. I'm going to introduce everybody real quick, and you can wave and put on your best face for radio. First up, we have Jimmy Matthews. He walked on this. He started in Mississippi. I hear they have a river there. The second person, we have John Ring, who started this whole thing. He has walked, and I guarantee anybody who's listening, his Fitbit steps are more than your Fitbit steps. Number three, we have James Gillespie. He is the membership assistant for the Department of Alabama, and he gives us two thumbs up. After that, we have Greg Akers, the adjutant of the Department of Alabama. We get a wave. And after that, we have Jason Hanner. He walked across the great Lone Star State of Texas. So you, the walkers here, you've been on a great mission and I'm doing hashtag no spoilers because we're gonna let you tell your story a lot here today. And to do that, we're gonna ask you just a few broad questions and then let you just run with it. Uh, you know, I'm gonna let uh, my friend here, Ashley. In, his uh, friend. His, that is my good friend, even though she's from Ohio. His army friend, his, his army friend. <laughs> And I don't know if you know, the uh, Ohio State Buckeyes and Alabama have announced a home and home series coming up in the near future. Oh, that's exciting. So, so you can be on my side against Ashley, just so you know that. So oh, Ashley, can't. <laughs> Ashley Rebolja. Can't get Mountain into football out. into this. It's going to be a bad day. Uh-oh. Can I say your name now? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Ashley Garbolja Maldonado is going to ask, start this off and get you involved. <laughs> Thank you for that wonderful introduction and for correctly pronouncing my name. Practice makes perfect. And he can spell it with crayons. Anyway, so thank you so much for joining us on this amazing podcast, our Tango Alpha Lima podcast. Fantastic. So we're going to get the ball rolling. So, you know, no pun intended. So, you know, I, I'm just, I'm, I read this story. I'm just going to start here. So I read this story and I was deeply inspired and I'm sure that the conversation has been has been flowing. And I want to know, like, what what inspired this this initiative, this walk? And the, these are for, for for my walkers from for my Texas and my my. Um, I just just tell me what's going on. <laughs> well. Uh... Last summer in 2019, uh, I was on social media posting about PTSD and stuff like that. And I actually had a uh, female veteran uh, served in the United States Army. Uh, she was in vet court in Chatham County in Georgia. And uh, she kind of reached out and told me her story, uh, dealing with MST, dealing with addiction. Uh, she got injured before getting out of the Army. Uh, got addicted while serving and came out of the military uh, battling that addiction. Uh, years went by and uh, she, you know, 
still battling the addiction and she got arrested for um, uh, trying to sell uh, to get more money to get more pills uh, and it was just a just a long history of just battling that addiction uh, PTSD and so I went to uh, the bed court there uh, because she had told me that she was uh, being poorly treated uh, she wasn't able to go to the VA uh, she was going to the county treatment facility where there was nobody there that understood PTSD, what it was like to serve, and uh, military sexual trauma. So I went to, before the judge, I went before the treatment staff, I uh, didn't make any friends, that's for sure. But um, I you know, went to bat for her, and not just for her, because I found out there was a lot of other veterans in the same situation, all different stories, but the same outcome. And uh, after a battle and after, you know, a lot of people not liking me, um, she was able to go to the VA. Uh, she went into the STAR program and uh, she was able to get the, the help she needed. But then I started seeing, you know, a lot of the other veterans falling in the cracks. You know, it's mostly veterans that were in the criminal justice system that really, you know, veterans don't have that loud of a voice to begin with. Put them in the criminal justice system and and so I just, I, September 4th, uh, you know, after I sat on a porch with a um, former U.S. Army Ranger, was out since 85, battling addiction, uh, dealing with anger issues, PTSD, uh, I sat on his porch for about four hours uh, to, to calm him down out of a situation he was having with his significant other. And I said, you know what? I need to do something here uh, much bigger than just, you know, sit on this man's porch. Yes, it was important to be there, but, you know, everywhere you look, you see veterans dealing with issues. Uh, I've, I've seen uh, veterans do this before. Uh, I still serve uh, in the 48th Infantry Brigade, Georgia Army National Guard, and um, I, was, I was supposed to ETS, so that's how I was able to plan this. And so I uh, put the plan together and set out on October 1st to walk 2,462 miles. Uh, didn't really oh, wait, have- wait, 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 can you say that again? One more time. How many miles? 2,462 miles from the Tybee Island Pier to the Santa Monica Pier in California. That is amazing, John. Like I, like I had soldiers that I can't, if I had to tell them they had to run X amount of laps, like I can't even imagine, but for you to take on such a feat to not only advocate for individuals who are underrepresented and not spoken for is incredibly powerful. And I commend you for that because, and, and just, and just as, as a, a, you know, a woman veteran, uh, I, I appreciate you being an ally in support of, of other women veterans that are in that kind of situation because they also too will then fall uh, below that percentage mark as well as unheard and unrepresented. So I, I commend, like, this is fantastic. Um, so, so you, this kind of just, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Jeff. Oh, no, I was going to say that I'm going to echo everything that Ashley just said. And I want to remind people, because we didn't get this out at the beginning, your, your mission, it was called, uh, it was Buddy Watch. And now after you've, now after you've said that story, uh, that kind of gives a little background into the name. So maybe we did this in the right order. You telling, you telling the story of, your actual friend, and now we're letting people know about the Buddy Watch. Now, before I get into the second area, can you tell people where they can get more information about you and maybe read about the story? 
Sure, we're on uh, social media, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, Twitter, uh, Buddy Watch Walk, peer-to-peer. And we also have a website, it's www.buddywatchwalk.com. And the, uh, the idea behind uh, Buddy Watch Walk is there's a nonprofit organization called Buddy Watch Incorporated right off of Fort Stewart, uh, trying to build tiny homes. Uh, Ms. Joe Coleman, she's the founder of that. Uh, she's been working for years. Her son is dealing with a lot of issues uh, related to serving. Uh, we didn't learn this right away, but out on the walk, we put the pieces together. Uh, Jimmy actually served with Joe Coleman's son. So, you know, there was a lot of, uh, a lot of that on the walk of, of things that like, wow, you know, we're kind of like exactly where we're supposed to be uh, doing what we're supposed to be doing. Wow. That's, that's powerful. It's amazing. So our, our second area that we want to talk about, and uh, if you want to, if you want to, weave in California a little bit because I heard you actually went right by my house and you started at my post, but I was uh, running the blood drive that day and I missed it and I apologize for that. But I hear that you have a great story about your introduction to the Department of Alabama and getting them involved. Uh, does some Can somebody share that story? Well, let, let's let John start the story before I pick up from there. Uh, I was in uh, Montgomery uh, for a few days, and uh, it was actually November 1st. I was stepping out of Montgomery. It was the first cold day of the walk, and I actually wore pants that day. And uh, and, uh, so I was... uh, I I was thankful for that (laughs) fact, I promise you. (laughs) But uh, I was walking up uh, uh, the street here in... uh, I, uh, it was windy and I saw the flags flying and I was like, I wonder what that is. And I was curious, wanted to see things while I was out walking. And I saw it was the state officer, American Legion. And uh, it was pretty early. I think it was like 8, 830 in the morning. Yeah. And um, I just I came walking up and knocked on the door. Yeah. Nice. I, I sit at the very first desk in the department office. We have a four-year area that leads to our area and the front door is a secure door uh, you have to get buzzed in and everything the buzzer wasn't working exactly right and I didn't hear it and I get a phone call and I had my back had turned in my desk to my other side and I was working on a report at the time get a phone call I answer the phone you know thank you call American Legion how may I help you He's like yeah man I'm standing at your door I'm like what I just, I don't know. Hey, I'll be out there in a minute, man. And I hung the phone up, man. I cracked the door open. I was like, can I help you? John's like, yeah, man, I'm uh, so-and-so. I sent you a message and uh, said I might be stopping by. I was like, uh, phone's in there. I, I guess I missed something. I, I didn't get the message. I don't know. He's like, no, no, no. It was on Facebook. I was like, oh, you're that guy. And I was like, okay, come on in, man. I said, let's, let's get to get some coffee. Made him a cup of coffee. He said, have a seat, man. Let's talk. And I said, tell me what's going on. And I, it still had not truly clicked with me exactly who John was at that moment. Got a cup of coffee and we're sitting there at the desk and he's like, yeah, man, I'm walking from, uh, from Georgia to California. I was like, why? I said, why, why would you do that? You know, <laughs> I don't like walking across the park lot. But he said, yeah, man, it's for this and this It's like, I read about that. I said, I checked up. I said, I saw your link and everything. 
I said, man, I said, what can we do? I said, what, what do you mean? What, what can we do? I said, what, what is it that, that we can help with on this? I said, I said, I personally, I said, whether anybody else does, I said, I said, I want to be whatever you need to be for this. And, um, so we got talking in depth and we probably spent what till almost lunchtime. Yeah, so I was the way behind schedule. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> uh, but that steak was good though. Um, <laughs> the, uh, our auxiliary, uh, secretary was in all in the office that day. Um, Greg was out of office. Uh, the appointment. Yeah. You know, I was four hours. <laughs> he, he was, a, he, he went to the black hole. Just jokes aside on that. We've got a pretty good VA. <laughs> It's getting better, um, but uh, Greg was out. I was here, and um, I said, well, "Hey, man!" I said, uh, I, he said "I said, where's your next stop?" He goes, "Well, I was going to go up to Prattville, and I was going to camp out right here." And he pointed to the spot on the map. I was like, "Nah, man!" I said, "I said, let me, I said, let me do this. Let me get you a motel room for the night." And I said, "I'll get you put up for the night." I said, "As a matter of fact, our Legion post, which is post 133 in Millbrook." has steak night tonight i said let me feed you man I said, we get you a good hot meal it's the best steak you'll probably have the entire trip i said don't let texas lie to you and um i said, <laughs> I said and i said just come on i said get you a good hot shower good night's sleep don't hold up it's going to be cold tonight i said and that'll put you right about where you're wanting to kick your time off for tomorrow to make it to selma alabama which is about 40 miles from here and um, he's like, uh, it's like, nah, come on, man, let me do it. He's like, all right, I'll do it. So I got in the motel room. He struck out, and um, he texted me. He said, hey, man, he said, uh, what's this Patriot Grill about? It's a, it was a restaurant. It was right outside of Maxwell Air Force Base on Maxwell Boulevard. I was like, yeah, man, they got really great food. Uh, just stop in there, man, grab you some lunch. I said, they'll take real good care of you. Ended up, they fed him for free when they found out what was going on and uh, put him on his way and he made it up to Prattville and he's just texting me all this all this stuff as he's walking up Highway 31 and to Prattville just like it, it's it's a lot of nature of 31 and, and a lot of resource and everything like that but it's also kind of an urban area all in the same hand and of course he crosses Alabama River on the bridge and he's like man this is cool and so we get to talk and pick him up. I text Greg and said, hey, man, this guy here, I said, check out the link. I said, I'll have him up at the post tonight for steak nights. You want to come up and, and sit and talk with him? He's like, absolutely love to do that. So uh, we met up with Greg at the post, um, and uh, I, I let the post commander know that we were coming in and everything. There's a bunch of folks there that, that really greeted uh, John with, with open arms and really wanted to hear some, some stories from him and stuff like that. And, We'll let Greg pick it up from the from dinner at the post. I, I just walk up this blind. You know, I, mean, I, I I don't know that he's been here since <laughs> 30. Somebody don't text me until like 3. And I'm 45 minutes to an hour away. So hey, I, I was behind on my reports. Yeah, he was very behind. Mm. I get to the post, which 133 is where I started my membership here in Alabama. And now I'm in a new post that we started in the town I live in. But, um, so... Yeah, almost at least two Friday nights a month, I'm at the post. And so we go and say, go ahead and take him over, I'll meet you there. So we go and he introduces me to John. Me and John sit in the corner and we start talking. And uh, he goes, well, 
I, I've reached out to VFWs and legions and DABs. I just haven't had, had a lot of report or a lot of support. Well, let's see what we can do about that. So yeah, he was skeptical because you know he'd heard the, the promises before that we'll help you out and look out for you and all that jazz. I told him about the veterans retreat we do for PTSD and how to the, the veterans suicide prevention is our number one priority. Um, Alabama has on the people. We like to lead things, but this is a category we don't like to lead, and that's veteran suicide. We've been either number one or number two in the nation on every report that comes out. But every time it flops, it's about like a 0.5%. So it's not like we're making a huge deal. The programs we've got now, we're starting to take the swings at them. So we instantly bonded because that was, our heart was both of that. So told James, I had another VA appointment today. Uh, on Monday, I says, call Mississippi, make sure the adjutant knows what's going on, get his route, let him know where they're going, find their post, get Selma involved, find out who's on his route, where they're going, the whole nine yards. And I started tracking him at that point. I got him on the page, and about, I said, well, where are you at? Okay, so when he was about a couple of days making the next state, I was on the next department at The next department, wow. the next department at Say, so, hey, here's his number, call him, here's his route, following tell your post to get there and that's kind of what started the, the support from the leader was just making phone calls and emails because if the other department agents like me we have a lot of people come by and knock on the door and you do a lot of background checks and there's a lot of people that's just out there to, to use the system for personal gain but john won't like it so that's that's what it started in in the december i uh, our family's from Texas, so we go to Christmas, and I'm like, where are you at? So I'm going to link up with you, and Jimmy had linked up with him at that point, but Jimmy thought fishing was more important, so I didn't get to meet Jimmy. <laughs> he went to go catch the biggins, is what I heard. Uh, but uh, stopped and visiting for a little while there, and uh, tracking every step of them, and any time he's running into a hurdle, we, we've tried to be there to try to knock him down, because there, there should not be a barrier for him walking. Yeah. The support that started here, uh, it was like a domino effect all the way across the country uh, until COVID. Uh, COVID kind of changed the game a little bit, but it was a domino effect. You know, I think there was one day in Mississippi that I actually carried my bag, my rep. Uh, I had post commanders, district commanders, the state commander, uh, Commander James Till came out, brought me lunch, grabbed my bag, took it to the next location. Uh, sat down with him and you know we talked for a while and he, he actually uh, he calls me probably every other week or you know at least once a month he'll call me hey where you at what are you doing you know I'll be checking on you and it's been like that in other states too Louisiana uh, we had a great experience there uh, we had district commanders uh, kind of like tag but we you know one thing that everybody said was we're actually meeting other legion members that we didn't even know existed you know, because like, they're driving all over places. And we actually, um, everybody that helped us uh, with the Legion in Louisiana, we invited them uh, to Shreveport hockey game. And so we had like everybody and a few other people that came out and supported us and helped us. We all met up at a hockey game in Shreveport. So, I mean, it was, it was just, you know, bringing people together. And it was kind of like, I don't know, long lost family and people in the Legion meeting each other and, just being supportive and it's, it's been phenomenal yes it's one thing about it is greg and i both 
kept up with John, and and there was a there was a few uh, snide comments we made to each other here and there just to just to keep keep the stuff going. Um, yeah, certain matches started got a little scruffy there for a little while. We had we had that. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he grumpy little, sergeant. <laughs> we don't have our grumpy sergeant on here. Today. But, uh, it, it was it was all in all. I told uh, I told John when I dropped him off at the motel after dinner. I said, look, man, I don't care if it's 2 o'clock in the morning and you're in need of something and you're in the middle of Texas, you pick that phone up and you call me. I said, I've got you on the override on my phone to where if I've got it on silent, it'll ring regardless. I told him, don't call me to leave. I said, That's like the ultimate version of I got your six. That's that's so impressive. I mean, this really just is profound. Like the buddy buddy walk, it, it's come to life. So I have to ask, you know, John, like, were you expecting this kind of support? Like, as soon as this happened, and now that you're, you're seeing just these multiple legions and across the states just coming together, like, how, how like, describe how that, that made you feel. I'm just, I'm, I can't even imagine, but go ahead. Well, before I even left, I reached out to veterans that have done this walk before. Um, you know, 73-year-old Air Force veteran William Shuttleworth, who ended last September with his walk. I reached out to some of these guys and I said, hey, look, what can I do to do it better? And they, you know, they kind of like a little shocked by that because we, we all do things. one. Yeah. But no, like, <laughs> I respect everything that we do. But, you know, if we're going to raise awareness to the issues, we got to do it better and better and better. And I hope the person that comes along after us does it even better than us. And so I talked to some of these guys and they said social media. Get social media because we failed at that. You know, a lot of these guys didn't even have a social media presence until like halfway across the country. So I went right to work on that. But I was not expecting the support. Um, you know, these guys know when we walked up to the pier in Santa Monica, you know, with California being behind with COVID and you know, just everything going on with the riots, um, protesting. I was like, yeah, you know, we're going to get like 20 people out there. But it was packed. I, I mean, it blew my mind. Uh, the Legion Riders, um, the uh, Wounded Heroes Fund, the American Legion, uh, Run for the Wall. I mean, it just there were so many people involved. Uh, Senator Grove out there, uh, she really stepped up for us when we needed a lot of help. Uh, but I mean, it was just amazing seeing everybody there. So it really inspired me. Um, and, and for me, like, I didn't even feel like that sense of like, okay, I completed something. Because as soon as we were done, we had a veteran come up to me and say, I was almost one of those uh, 22. Thank you for letting me come out and walk with you today. And it just like kind of like punched you in the throat, you know, and it's like, you know what? I'm not done. Yeah. Okay. I just did this walk, but I, I'm not done. We're not done. And we're just going to keep going. Wow. That's awesome. And I, I was glad, uh, I was glad that, you uh, had a great experience in California. I hear you started at Hollywood Post 43, my post, and then um, ended in Santa Monica. Now, I had another question written down, but let me, I'm going to skip over that because, and I want, I want the gentleman on the flanks to join in on this conversation as well, because we haven't heard much yet from uh, people from states like Mississippi and Texas. You're there, right? Let's represent. Okay, so the question is, what what did you learn on this and and what experience, what did you learn and what experiences stick out that you're going to take with you forever? 
Who's going to start? Do not be shy on me right now. <laughs> um, I learned a lot. Too much to really talk about. <clears throat> um, pretty much every, it just uh, confirmed everything that I was really going through already. Everything that I already had been seeing on social media. Everything that my soldiers had been reaching back to me, talking about they were struggling with. That just confirmed everything during the war. Uh, hearing all the stories from everybody, the family, uh, former former um, soldiers and sailors, and airmen, um, just telling their stories. So, like John said, it just made you want to continue on and do more. It seems like there's so much more to do. Um, as we're walking every day, every week, every month, people are reaching out to us saying, you know, well, for me, one of my soldiers, uh, one of his battle buddies committed suicide. And, you know, it just, mm-hmm. it makes you feel like, you know, am I doing this in vain or, you know, is it really helping? So it, it kind of like deflates you at, at a point, but then it also motivates you to continue on. So uh, I just learned that veterans are struggling every day, no matter what people are doing, no matter what organizations are trying to help, it's just something inside that mental uh, bubble that makes them want to be part of that uh, 22. So we're just trying to get to the bottom of it. Well, thanks. Uh, that was Jimmy Matthews, by the way. And you started in Mississippi, correct? Yes, sir. I started in Mississippi. Okay. And then I believe Jason, is it Hanner? Yes, sir. Um, and you you walked the great state of Texas. So do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I, I, I learned that I could like Army guys for a while. <laughs> ah, <that> jokes. <laughs> so, so uh, for for me, I uh, I walked a little bit in the in the Dallas Fort Worth area, and then took every step of the way with them from El Paso all the way to uh, the pier. So, um, un- unlike Jimmy, I never saw combat. Uh, I, I was one of the fortunate uh, few, uh, but the stories along the way are just gut wrenching. What people go through, whether that's not being able to get into the VA or or uh, just not having those people that to talk to. Uh, we had uh, we had legions where cities were still shut down that took the legion underground so they could still get together and still have that camaraderie. I, I thought that was a powerful message. Um, just uh, totally incredible. I learned that you can't sit on the sidelines. I, I've sat on the sidelines for uh, the last 23 years since I got out. Uh, the Legion as a whole and the VFW and everybody, I mean, really needs to uh, pull that younger crowd in. And it's not happening because of people like me that are sitting on the sidelines. Uh, so I, I've got to get involved. That I've learned that. And, and obviously walking a few hundred miles helps, uh, helps inspire. <laughs> but, uh, All right. Then. So, Ashley, do you, have, do you have the most epic, important poignant question that can end this experience for these gentlemen? I certainly do. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. I just want to give a shout out. I'm National Guard and I also uh, did not see combat as well, but I I definitely resonate with what everyone in the group is saying. It is very powerful. It is inspiring and I know our listeners are inspired right now, but what's next? That's the big question. Like, what's next? So you got you got to Santa Monica Pier. 
You're talking about continuing on, moving forward, pushing the boundary, getting off from the sideline. What's next? Well, I thought it was really funny because, you know, just like getting to the pier, we had a lot of comments on social media like, oh, I'm going to miss you guys. Like, I'm going to miss seeing Jimmy smile. Uh, you know, miss us <laughs> going back. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's funny. We did a live video yesterday, and the first thing I was, like, kind of joking at is uh, they thought we were gone, you know, they thought we were done, you know. And so, I mean, that's kind of the approach that we're, we're not going to be done. Uh, working on a book. Uh, in the book, uh, we're going to be doing a project called Eyes of Courage. Uh, is a picture of a veteran's eye, and it's their story anonymously. Uh, I think it's really important for uh, family members and, and veterans that are, are struggling to see some of the stories that other veterans have gone through, and whether they overcame or still dealing with those challenges, it's very important for veterans to realize, hey, I'm not alone in this fight. And so that's one thing we're working on, plus, you know, the stories and you know, just the veterans that we talk to uh, throughout the journey. Uh, we have another walk uh, planned for March 25th, 2022 from Normandy, France to Berlin, Germany. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you guys, come on, get your passports ready. Dustin, passports ready. Let's go. <laughs> Send me, huh? <laughs> well, one, uh, we want to turn that one into a documentary. Uh, we'll okay. be starting March 25th, 2022. And I want to end it on Memorial Day. And then while we're there, um, kind of focus on D-Day as well. And, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So uh, we want to make a documentary. I'm going to get it out there on Netflix. We want to you know, pay tribute to World War II veterans and allies included. And just kind of, you know, I, I just want to show veterans that you can get involved, get off the sideline, like Jason said, uh, and, and just... Get out there and do something, you know, mm -hmm. try to help, you know. Just the mission continues. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Jason hit on this earlier. We have to get younger people, younger veterans involved into the VFW, the American Legions, the DAV, you know, just all these organizations because power is in numbers. It's true. Always, always will be. And as the numbers are going away, so do uh, so does the power. So. I've been preaching that this whole walk. Get involved. Well, I'm certainly appreciative of all of your efforts to date and moving forward. I am going to make a request that you make the book a picture book for us Marines and use big font. <laughs> Include crayons. And not a lot of words. Not a lot of big words. Don't use big words, please. <laughs> now, just before we, before we sign off, I want to make sure everyone gets recognized. If you could sound off your name your branch, and if you are a Legion member, your post, please. Starting from your right, my left. Jimmy Matthew, U.S. Army Master Sergeant Retired, American Legion Post 345. Where's that? Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas, all right. He was recruited by uh, Mr. Paul Diller. Uh, okay. Drafts. <laughs> <laughs> literally could literally couldn't say no. Okay, next. Uh, John Ring, R I N G, uh, Georgia Army National Guard, 48th Infantry Brigade, uh, 133. 133. Yep, post 133, Millbrook, Alabama. Yeah, we we asked him the infamous question, so he's announced. Do you remember? 
Right. Uh, 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 yeah. Do you want to get fed? It's going to taste a lot better as a member. <laughs> oh. Yeah, the ta- I've heard the steak does taste better indoors mm. instead of waiting on the parking lot because you're not a member. So, all right. So, who's who's next? Uh, James Gillespie, uh, United States Air Force National Guard. Uh, 187th Tactical Fighter Group uh, here in Montgomery. Uh, we are the home of the F-16s, and we are about to get the F-35s. Uh, we are also the home of the Red Tails. We pay homage back to Tuskegee Air. Uh, awesome. uh, been in and around the Legion since I was about four or five. My dad, I'm going to resonate a little bit of what John Jason said. My dad said when I was uh, 21, guys your age needs to get involved and stay involved otherwise we're going to lose our organization and so uh i've uh not always taken stuff my dad said to heart but i do now he's not he's no longer with us and uh so he's still here kicking with me all right so what's your home post i know you work at the department yeah american legion post 133 in Wilbrook. there you go all right adjutant you're up greg acres department adjutant Retired Staff Sergeant, uh, Flight General Chinooks, 5,000 hours for combat tours. Uh, right, what, what's your home post? Post 216 in Clinton, Alabama. Clinton, Alabama. All right. All right. We got yeah. one more. Yeah, leave the Navy for last again, right? <laughs> Everybody needs to ride somewhere. <laughs> we deliver. <laughs> Not all of us swim. Oh, boy. Yeah, so uh, Jason Henry, United States Navy veteran. Uh, I was attached to a, a permanent detachment at Fallon Naval Air Station. So uh, just like James, I was, I was the world's second largest Air Force, right? Uh, but uh, uh, worked in avionics. Uh, I am a Legion member. Uh, I was recruited in New Mexico, but I have to tell you, this has been such a whirlwind. Was it Las Cruces? Was it Las Cruces? Actually, yeah, it was Las Cruces. I think it was yeah. Las Cruces, but uh, I will tell you that I don't know the most. He's in the pool. He's in the he's in the big pool. Oh. <laughs> All right. So, uh, any final words from Ashley? Yes. So I um, I just wanted to say this: uh, volunteerism, I think, is one of the greatest forms of democracy. You know, you vote once a year about who your elected officials are. But when you volunteer in your community every day, you make a decision to impact and change lives every day and what kind of community that you want. And I think that this initiative is amazing for the military community. It is amazing for the American Legion community and showing others that being there is so important. Just being there, having that camaraderie, because we're all human and we need each other. And we can accomplish anything. We put our minds together and walk. Lots of walking. Yes. <laughs> Too much walking. And from now on, when I go to the grocery store, walk. I'm going to park in the back of that lot instead of driving around trying to get the closest spot. Because you have you have inspired you've inspired me. Uh, and I mean, we're we're already making efforts to get younger veterans uh, here. We have one, probably one of the youngest posts in the uh, in the country. Well, he does collective. Yeah collectively and i mean my post makes me feel old that's how young we are we have people that are still mm-hmm. in we have like it's it's crazy so i'm hopeful that you guys are going to spread 
you're going to spread that kind of message and really kind of in a, a positive revolution kind of way, get us, you know, a, that little extra vibrance that we need. And I want to thank you also for being here today on the Tango Alpha Lima podcast. We're going to get this out to dozens of listeners who are now going to know your mission and potentially <laughs> buy your book. So I thank you again for, on behalf of Ashley, our missing, our missing Mark CB, the beard and the producer beard. Holly. Thank you for producer joining Holly. us. Aw, poor, produ poor producer Holly. She's no, awesome. I said, I said producer Holly. Okay. Come on now. She's listening. <laughs> so on behalf of all of them thank you again for joining us on this special edition of the tango alpha lima podcast thank you